Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. All right, we're going to take a deep dive into the Trey Turner deal with uh, Ben Davis at the bottom of the hour. We got Marissa from Tokyo who's created a new song, Notify All Your People, because we already had a guy who was on Harold Melvin and the Blue Note. Sonny is coming in Thursday to perform the song he did live. He's got he is, talent, son. He's, he's good. He's good. Yeah, he is. I want to hear that. We're going to really boogie to that activity. But on the line with us right now is a man who will give us great insights, and I hope some anger. Mr. Ross Tucker, brought to you by First Trust Bank, official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, Ross. Angelo, what's up? What am I angry about? Oh, uh, I'll get to it in a minute. I want to okay. just start right. with your impressions of uh, maybe the most impressive victory by the Eagles this year over the Tennessee Titans. What did you see there, Ross? Well, I think it probably was, along with that Vikings game, the, the home opener. It was total domination by the Eagles up front, both sides of the ball, against a Titans team that usually does that to other teams. And I think the craziest thing for me, Angelo, might be the first couple touchdown drives, maybe three of them, would they have like three or four penalties and they still scored? Yeah. I mean, look, I don't know what was going on with the pre-snap penalties. I have no explanation for it. It's not good. But it is extremely impressive that the Eagles are able to overcome not one, not two, not three, but that many penalties on drives to score touchdowns I think bodes really well because you're going to have to overcome stuff in some of these tough games, and they showed they could overcome, really, I guess, themselves. Hey, Ross, uh, I'm so glad you brought this up because I've never asked you this. You uh, played eight years in the NFL. You're an offensive lineman. What's it like when you do a false start? You know, right, the cameras are on you and stuff. Tell me what that feels like when you jump before the snap. It's an awful feeling because <laughs> you, you, it's only you. Right, And as an offensive lineman, you are never highlighted unless you mess up, unless you have a penalty, right? Like, yeah. So I can remember, Angelo, there are times where I had like an awesome game, but I had one false start, and after the game, my mom would look at me like it was a funeral. She was horrified <laughs> because oh they said my name over the loudspeaker <laughs> or whatever, number 65, false start. Meanwhile, there were other games, Angelo, where I gave up three sacks but no penalties. My mom thought I played great. She didn't know. So as an offensive lineman, I'll tell you, there's a couple things that are really bad about it. One is everybody knows it's you, and then you go back into the huddle, and you got to look at the other ten. I mean, where else in life, Angelo, do you mess up, and then you get in a circle with the ten guys you just screwed over, and you're like, uh, uh, my bad. Sorry, guys, whatever. 
And so that's bad enough. Then you're just kind of getting over it, and the ref says, false start, number 65, Tucker. And they don't say your name, but in your mind, they say your name. So it's like a double whammy. It's not a good feeling, man. Great stuff. Great stuff. All right, Ross, uh, number one reason the Eagles are 11-1. and one. Why are they so much better than anybody thought they would be? There's two. that I, I can't just give one. I think they have the best roster in the NFL. And, Angela, I, you know, I, I got to go through these other teams, but I've, I've called the Cowboys game on Thanksgiving. I've seen some of the other teams – I'm not sure it's that close. I mean, I don't know anybody else that has 60 tackles that can all play like the Eagles do. Who else, by the way, can be down a Pro Bowl tight end, a Pro Bowl safety who leads the NFL in interceptions, a top 10 nickelback in the NFL, and still absolutely embarrass the Tennessee Titans? I mean, they're down... Not only are they down three really good players, they're down three players, Angelo, at positions that I thought the Eagles could least afford to be down. And they still destroyed the Titans. And then the other one is Hurts. I mean, I, th- this is, I, I'm not saying he's Josh Allen, but we are approaching Josh Allen-like improvement in the sense that Hurts went from, I'm not sure he was a top 20 quarterback in the NFL last year. And I am pretty sure to this point he's the MVP of the league. And nobody, I don't even, I mean, maybe maybe Jalen Hurts' dad thought maybe he could do this, but I don't think deep down anybody watched Hurts and ever thought we would ever call him the MVP frontrunner over guys like Mahomes and Josh Allen. And in fairness, Ange, it doesn't, it still doesn't always look like those guys from Hertz, right? Like, it's not like he's running around and then throwing like a 50-yarder on a rope or whatever, but in part because of the offensive line, he doesn't have to. Like, he doesn't, you know, he, just so you guys know, I was on um, a national show yesterday with Dan Patrick, and he asked me who I thought the best team was, and I said the Eagles, and of course, everybody, oh, you're such a homer, dude. Yeah, like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry the team with the best roster, with the best record, is where I grew up. My bad, right? Yeah. But also, when I mention Angelo, Jalen Hurts, people nationally still, like, when, when he, Dan Patrick asked me if I'd rather have Hurts or, or Justin Herbert, because we were talking about quarterbacks under 25, and I said, I'd rather have Hurts. Yeah. Because Hurts is playing great, and I love the running element. Man, I looked, and guys are killing me on Twitter. Oh, look at how much time Hurts has to throw versus Herbert. What do you think Herbert would do if Herbert was on that team? So nationally, people are still skeptical, and I think that's because, you know, first impressions mean a lot. And right. people know what they saw from him in Alabama, what they saw from him last year. It takes a lot. Like, unlike Wentz, who kind of came in with a clean slate, and when he was having that MVP year, everybody just gave him all his props. With Hertz, because of where he was drafted and because of how he right. looked at times Ross, last year, people don't want to believe it. Let me get to this this thing that you have to be angry about because you're already halfway there. Okay. The disrespect the Eagles are getting even at 11-1. and one. So ESPN has an analytics department, and on their morning show, this is after the Eagles throttled the Titans. 
They come out. Mike Greenberg's the, the host. And they announced uh, what the analytics department determined as to who has the best chance to get to the Super Bowl. Listen. The Dallas Cowboys have the highest chance of any team in the entire National Football League to make the Super Bowl and to win the Super Bowl. They now have a 50-50 shot to get there and a 31% chance to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> that is according Greeny. to Power Index. Right. Now, I, uh, how is that? You just said you look at the two teams and they're not even that close. How did these analytics guys say the Cowboys are 50-50 to go all the way to the big game, which means they would have to knock out the Eagles? Okay, so number one, I am a big believer in data and information and making informed choices. I have got to hear the logic around that. There I, is I don't it. understand. I, well, for not only not only – do I think the Eagles are better? Now, I'll say this. I think the Cowboys are really good. I think the Niners, uh, now, their quarterback situation's iffy now, but I think they were pretty good. I think the Vikings are probably the fourth of that group. They're 9-0 and in one-score games this year, the Vikings are. So they're actually fourth in that group. But the thing that makes no sense about that to me, Angelo, you know how much harder it is? To win three playoff yes. games, including yes. two on the road, yes. as opposed to the Eagles, very likely just having to win two home games. I, I have, I, I did not see that or hear that. And yeah, I'm not going to say I'm angry yet. I, I am more confused and perplexed by what the logic could possibly be, even if you thought the Cowboys were as good as the Eagles. Maybe I'll give you that. Okay, let's say they're the same, right? The path for the Cowboys is so much more difficult that that makes no sense to me whatsoever. No. Now, here's what you got. You got 24 hours before you're back with the, these, this crew here, and you need to get angrier by then. So that, like, to, tomorrow morning at 7, Rhea, with, with Ross's yes. eye, mm-hmm. Ross, spew hatred. All right? I, get I, angry. Because this is big... garbage. This is garbage. This, and, and you're right. Show work. What numbers yes. did you put into a computer that told you the Cowboys were 50-50 to go to the Super Bowl? And it's one number. It's called ratings. Yeah. No. This, you need to get angry, Tucker. Well, so, hold on a second. <laughs> There's no chance they're 50-50 to go to the Super Bowl. They said it's it's numbers. It's not even a, a debate. They did the numbers. It's 50-50. Well, look, I don't know who their analytics people are. Look at any sports book. Look at the odds. Nobody is 50% chance to go to the Super Bowl and win it. Nobody because of all the other teams. Whatever numbers they're using – are faulty numbers, and I'm angry about that. Thank you. Angelo. No, we I am get, angry. Wait till I'm tomorrow spewing, at I'm seven. I'm spewing number hatred right There's now. There's going to be <laughs> flames coming out of his mouth by touth. I can't do that because Joe starts the show with a Taylor Swift song, and then it like makes wow. me happy. All right, you know what? Tomorrow he's going to play a different song. <laughs> Megadeth right? or something? No, no, Joe. Would you play the song? I, <laughs> Joe has a song he will play to open your segment here, and uh, I, here it is. Let's. No no one likes us, no one likes us, we don't care. We're from Philly, Philly, no one likes us, we don't care. How's that, Ross?
Ross. I love it. I love it. That'll get me in the mood. I appreciate it. All the, uh, it's killing me, though, Angel, all these national shows I do because yep. now I'm a homer. Now, no, now, you're now, not. Now I'm a homer, evidently. You're an analyst and a damn good one. <laughs> Thank you, Ross Tucker. Thank you, guys. Love See that ya. man. Love that man. Rhea, pepper him to my Yes, get him I all. shall. It doesn't take that much. He, he'll go quickly. <laughs> On the line, all the way, halfway around the world in Tokyo is our friend Marissa. Hi, Marissa. Angelo, just be like Frozen when it comes to ESPN. Let it go. Let it no, go. No, I won't. I'm not Angela, letting it go. Angela. I don't like slights. You know what John Johnson told me before? When they insult you, you go back at them. Right, Johnson? That's right. Absolutely. You don't just but sit there and Angela, take it. I'm from Philly. Angelo. Yeah. Pudding. Pudding. My, my, my pie's on. If they want history to repeat itself, let them hate us. Because we're just going to prove them on. Just like I told John Johnson when I called him yesterday, history is repeating itself. We are going all the way. We're, we're bringing it home. Hopefully, I can be home, too. All right, hold on a minute, Marissa. Marissa I wasn't aware you were cheating on me. Uh, Marissa, <laughs> are you also singing on Johnson's overnight program? Um, but I, uh, uh, upon request. <laughs> all right, hold on. Listen to me, Marissa. Marissa, here's the way this is going to work. Jonesy, I need you in here on this. I'm here. Uh, I, you could use, you could sing with Johnson, but it's got to be your B material. All right? I need your A material. I discovered you halfway around the world, Marissa. <laughs> you got to understand, Marissa has, is a big part of why it's the fastest growing overnight show. Well, the, the, no, no, it should be. But here's the thing, uh, Johnson. Uh, the overnight show in this part of the world yeah. is right in the middle of her day. It's much better. That's right. Her. It's a beautiful. All right, Marissa, I'm up against a break, and I want to hear your song. What have you done for us? Well, since we defeated the Titans, I decided to go a little Greek mythology on my own right. and making Jalen Hurts our Philly Hercules. Hercules. I'm going, yes. Right. Yep. Let's hear this. Let's hear this. Right. Oh, yeah. Bless my soul. Hurts is on a roll. Every pin on my knee and every sports opinion poll. Oh, I'm fun. Hurts is top gun. Let him keep the ball because that baby can run. Haters tackled, he's a zero, zero, but we're loving him one, he's a hero, he's the man with his act down pat, from zero to hero, and now time flat, zero to hero, not you, Zach, fly, eagles, fly. How did she do it, Josie? How did she do it? Really well. Marissa, do you have a funny woman? Yep, I'm going to dedicate this to my wonderful brother. He got me hooked on this show, Seinfeld, the great and lovely Julia Louise Dreyfus. Beautiful. Thank you, Marissa. I am currently binging Seinfeld. How's that going? Oh, it's I don't great. Think it, I don't think it aged well. It <clears throat> aged great. Oh, oh it's great. Mm. Humor ages hilarious. If you get past the technology of the time, it's wonderful. And I'm going to tell you what I've learned about it. George Costanza mm -hmm. is one of the greatest Best. characters no doubt. in the history no doubt. of television. And he is so bizarre. And I heard a story that they did an episode in season three where he was not in it. And he went to them and he said, the next time you write me out of an episode, write me off the show. Wow. And they never did it again. 
Well, he would have just showed up the next day anyway, because that's the famous thing he did was yes. quit the Yankees. That was one of their best <laughs> ones. The best. That was one of their best ones. 215-592-9494. When we return, we got to talk about how all of our owners in the city now are all in, and then we're going to bring on Ben Davis to talk about Trey Turner. WIP Sports Time 716. Let me tell you about my friends at MHS Lift. You know, I love when we have a team that's going all in, that's trying to win it all. In the forklift industry, there is a company. It works right here in our area in Pittsburgh, New Jersey, who's all in every year and has been for decades. That is MHS Lift, and the owners are Bet and Andy Levin. And here's what makes them special. It's like the ownership in a great... 723 is your time. It is a Tuesday morning in the Delaware Valley. And uh, Ava Graham, you may want to stick around. Josie and I are going to do a little role play in a second. Here. Oh. But, uh, Ava Graham, could you give us the results of our first question so far? I can. It's brought to you by Armin Chevrolet. Over 85 vehicles available during Armin Chevrolet's Red Tag Year End event. Visit ArminChevy.com. Find your roads to Armin Chevrolet. Closer than you think. How do you feel about the Phil signing shortstop Trey Turner? 87% are thrilled. All right. 8% okay. Okay. 5% too much money. All right. That's not bad. Well, we're going to find out how that plays out, that third alternate here in a second, because Keith Jones will be in the role here of billionaire John Middleton, and I will play Dave Dombrowski, and I am calling John to update him on our negotiations with Trey Turner. Hmm. All right, so I phoned the call card. You pick it up. You have to say hello. John. Hello. Hi, John. How's it going over there? Everything is excellent. All right, uh, John, listen, uh, I'm going to tell you where we are right now with Turner because it's kind of make or break time. Uh, Turner is insisting upon 11 years in the contract. I'm okay with that. <laughs> no, you're not supposed <laughs> to be okay. horrible. Man, Why you want me to be terrible. upset? Uh, Eleven years is unheard. Of. No, it's it's the way it's going now. It's that no. John no. Middleton's a very smart man. I'm a very smart man. No, Jonesy, you're not. I'm not Jonesy. This is horrible. Hold on, I'm Hello. recasting the part. You're out, Jonesy. Can we do this over, Johnson, please? Johnson, you're in. All right, who uh, am I? Uh, uh, you're John Middleton, and I'm Dave Dabrowski. Hello, hello. All right, hi, John. It's uh, Dave Dabrowski. How are you today? What's up, Dombo? Uh, I'm, I want to give you an update on the negotiations with Turner. All right. right? Uh, uh, he's John, he's insisting on 11 years. 11? I heard he was asking for six or seven. All right, that's just awful acting. What do you want me Johnson, to do? you're terrible. 11. Go to Rhea, please. All right, fine. Uh, uh, 11. You're out, you're out, you're out John. Right, right, thank God. Johnson. This is right, horrible. Try this one more time. Hey, Dave. Hi, how are you, uh, John? Good Fan- talking with you. Fantastic. What's happening? John, um, here's where we are with Turner. We can get him, but he's insisting on 11 years. Great. Sign him. Get me the picture. <laughs> what the hell just happened? I didn't even tell you how much money I said. Don't care. I got it. <laughs> Why don't you just play both parts? You know what I will. Hold on. Can I tell you? that There was <laughs> no, no need for a call. I'm doing both exactly, parts. Exactly, John. Johnson's oh. correct. I'm doing both parts. Joe, one more time. Oh, God. Get a new phone. Shut up. (laughs) Hello. Hi, uh, John. This is Dave Dombrowski. How's everything going? Okay, not too bad. Uh, What's happening with you? Well, here's where we are with the Turner things. He is, uh, we could get him, but he is insisting upon 11 years. 11? 11 years? 
I won't even be alive in 11 years. 11 years! No, you're not supposed to play you. What, no, what the hell's going on that's here? That's Middleton. Don't that's I, Middleton? John, that was Middleton. John, don't interrupt him. He's on a roll. Yeah, all right. And <laughs> Let then, this play out. All right, I can't. Tell me how much money it's going to cost, Dave. Well, that's the other part of it, uh, John. It's a $300 million. <laughs> See, that's acting. That's, that's you, you got a future. <laughs> you have a future in non-radio and acting. I, and, then, and then I hung up. That's it. Charlie's on the line. Hi, Charlie. Good Bentley. morning. Good morning. How are you, Charlie? Fine, thank you. And uh, the flaw in the logic of ESPN is if the Dallas Cowboys make it to the Super Bowl, which they probably won't, that means that the AFC team is twice as good as them. Because they got a 31% chance of winning, which means they have a 69% chance of losing, which is ridiculous since there's only two teams. Charlie, we don't even think the numbers actually add up. They don't. Well, they don't (laughs) add up because there's X amount of games left, so they got a 50 50 chance of winning this game and the next game and the next game and the next game. What ESPN is saying is. They got a 50-50 chance of losing to the Eagles in the in the uh, championship game because that means somebody else in the NFC is as good as them, right? Well, I don't think that Charlie. Then what are they? They're nine and three. What are they? They're nine, nine and three. three. Yeah, and nine and that's three. About as good as uh, eleven and one. I don't even understand why this is a point of debate. They're nine and three, don't... and they lost head to head with the Eagles. And they're, uh, how can anybody justify putting them above them? I'll tell you why. Because when I was in, in, in college, somebody, an accounting teacher said, what's two and two? And another accounting teacher said, what do we need? All right, so the, oh, in other words, they already had the result and then they worked backwards. Yeah, figures don't lie and liars don't figure. It's like an economics teacher one time said, here's the fallacy in statistics. In a certain county in Pennsylvania, the incarceration rate in for women went up 150%. We looked at him. He said it went from two to five. <laughs> yeah, not enough of a <laughs> yeah, sample size. Good. I'm with you, Charlie. This is the most bogus thing I've ever heard, and it's almost like they're just trying to get under our skin. Well, yeah. congratulations. They did. Sorry, Charlie. You, you watch your team play every week, and you realize you got something special. And then the worldwide leader of sports tells you, that nah, it's not that special. In fact, well, you got to add two initials to ESPN, ESPN-BS. Yeah, absolutely. Charlie, Charlie's fine call. Give me a funny woman. Oh, Carol Burnett. Carol Burnett uh, is a hilarious favorite. What do we have so far, Johnson? So far, we have, obviously, Carol Burnett, Tina Fey, Ellen DeGeneres, Wanda Sykes, Betty White, and Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Understand what you're playing for. you got a choice. The almost impossible to find black Hertz jersey. We're giving it away to that. You could also get the Bryce Harper jersey if you're leaning more toward baseball. We got a $50 Visa gift card and other good gifts today. Jump on board. We have on the line with us a man who does a great job analyzing the Phillies, both in the studio and in the booth from NBC Sports Philadelphia. The great Ben Davis is with us. Hi, Ben. Top of the morning to you. Ben, Trey Turner, what do you think? I'm very happy. <laughs> Tell me about I think it. This city, this city should be very happy. He's a guy that is a top of the lineup guy that 
Uh, he, you know, he's a tremendous shortstop. He can beat you with his legs. He can beat you with his average. He can beat you with the home run. Uh, there's nothing that this guy can't do. He is as, as smooth as could be. Um, he's going to add so much to this lineup, make this lineup a, a lot more lengthy. He is as good as it gets. He's as good as, as advertised, and I could not be happier. Ben, what's your reaction to 11 years, 30, uh, $300 million? The $300 million, it is what it is. Um, 11 years is just the way it is nowadays. Um, you know, it's a little over $27 million a year uh, for that kind of player. I know it sounds like a lot of money, but in today's – you know, in today's baseball world, in today's scheme, it's it's not that much. Um, you're looking at a couple guys that I think are going to be underpaid. Bryce Harper's underpaid. I think Trey Turner, when all is said and done, is going to be underpaid. Um, this is a great contract for the Phillies. It's it's a great ball player. He gets it. He knows how to play in the big market. He's a National League um, you know batting champion. Again, th- there's nothing this guy hasn't done in the game. He's just 29 years old. He'll be 30 uh, next June. Um, but this is uh, just going to make this lineup so much better and make this uh, you know, this team so much better. I'm going to save the audience uh, the math on this. Um, ben Davis uh, just said Bryce Harper is underpaid. 13 years, yeah. $330 million. He is now. <laughs> yes. It's crazy. Anyway, Ben, here's the one thing I need to have answered. Trey Turner was pit, uh, playing for the richest team in baseball, if not all sports, the Dodgers. Why wouldn't they ante up that amount of money to keep such a great player? Well, I think a couple different things factor into it. I think guys that play on the on the West Coast, you don't get to see them. You, you never get to see them. Uh, as good as Mike Trout is, as good as Otani is, you never get to see these guys play. If you do, it's at 2 o'clock in the morning. Um I think a lot had to do with the playoff atmosphere and what transpired here in Philadelphia. I think a lot has to do with Bryce Harper and his friendship with Bryce Harper. Uh, Bryce Harper said, we heard him say during the, throughout the course of the year, Trey Turner is my favorite baseball player. I think that goes a long way um, with, with ownership group and, and what Bryce thinks is going to make this ball club better. It obviously worked with JT Romuto um, and obviously keeping him, retaining him here for a lot of years. This is something that, you know, this is great play. Who wouldn't want to play here in Philadelphia? And if you watch the games in Philadelphia, you saw that electric atmosphere. You saw the ballpark just absolutely shaking. Yeah, you know what? Sign me up. I want to play there because those fans, they know their baseball, they love their baseball, and they, and they cheer their, their team on accordingly. And that's, that, I think it, it speaks volumes about what kind of player Trey Turner is and the fact that he wants to come here as opposed to staying in L.A. Uh, with that ball club. Ben, I'm so glad you went to the atmosphere because uh, Sam Fall, the GM of the team, said that most of these free agents are referencing saying how great it was. But you were there all six months before mm-hmm. the playoffs, and you knew that the atmosphere was the opposite of that until late September, October. Are you amazed at how that thing flipped last year? Um, I'm not amazed, but I'm happy it did because you knew it was in there. I, I think these fans... They just forgot what it was like because it had been so long. And once it came back, and once you got a glimpse of actually what it could be, I mean, this city turned red overnight, and it was awesome to watch. I mean, basically, this city had forgotten about the Eagles, and that's hard to do. And this, the way it, it, it happened, um, 
it was, I think the city gravitated towards this ball club so much because, again, they've forgotten. It's been so long since 2011, you know, when they were in the playoffs. And that is something that, you know what, or 2012, I should say. Yeah. Uh, it, it was so long since it happened. It was almost like, you know what, this, we forgot what it was like. This is awesome. And this team, the way they t- came together, you know, with dancing on their own and, and the way they won ball games and Bryce Harper hitting big home runs, everybody hitting big home runs, the guys stepping up. It was that atmosphere that, that people had craved for so long. They just forgot what it was like. And once they got back to seeing what it was like, man, everything just exploded. They opened a can of worms, and you couldn't, could not put them back in. So true. All right, so, Ben, now they got Turner. Uh, Turner's a great athletic shortstop. They're, they're in great shape. Where there's no more shifts, stuff like that. Now what? Um, are you going to keep uh, Hoskins at first base? Are you looking for some pitching? What's next on the list? Well, as I told Joe Wechter when he called me up this morning, I said, who's going to throw the ball for us? Uh, they have to go get an arm or two. That's the bottom line. Um, I, you know, I could possibly see a scenario. I was talking with my dad last night. Um, I could possibly see a scenario, and don't hold me to this, but I could possibly see a scenario where Gene Segura goes to third, Alec Bohm goes to first base, and they deal Reese Hoskins. <gasps> um, oh! I, 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 I think it could be a possibility. I just don't... And I love Reese Hoskins to death. I think he's been great for the city. I think he's been great for this ball club. But I just don't see how he fits into the scheme um, offensively and defensively. Um, I, I, I think there's something in, in, in the works. I mean, he's going to have to get paid a lot of money. I, I mean, he's going to go to arbitration, and he's going to get paid a lot of money. He had a pretty good year offensively. Um, you know, we, we know there's some difficulty there defensively. But I think um, I, I don't see a scenario where, where Reese Hoskins stays on this ball club. Um, you know that's yet to be seen. I'm obviously not the GM, but I think something's going to be going to be done to get another arm or two in here with regards to Reese Hoskins. All I want to say to you, Ben, as a personal friend of mine, the next time you're doing negotiated with NBC Sports Philadelphia, you hold out for 11 years. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> if I could do that, I, I sign me up. <laughs> sign me up. Ben, we love you, man. Thanks very much for hopping out with us this morning. All right, guys. Thanks so much. The great trade. Ben Davis. Wow. That's an intriguing that scenario. That is fascinating. So Segura, who is a free agent right now, would re-sign, play third, Bohm, who's not great at third, would move to first, and Hoskins, who's a butcher at first, would get traded wow. for something enjoyable, perhaps in the pitching area. Boy, that would be so That's beneficial. That's a juicy thing to think about. Ben Davis. And Ben, da- I, it's hard for me to believe Ben Davis just concocted that on his own. Ben's got his ear to the ground. He does, yeah. He's hearing he knows something. everybody. 215-592-9494. Lots of your phone calls when we come back. Also, uh, I, well, I got a lot more. Stay with there. When we come back, Howie Roseman goes on Jeopardy. <laughs> what would it sound like to put a true genius in that studio? You'll hear it when we... 743 on a Tuesday morning, and uh, we got Brandon Graham coming up at 8 o'clock, and I don't even know if he's aware of these numbers, but I got to ask about it. Pro Football Focus breaks down every player at every position, and they have determined that Brandon Graham, who is now getting less than half the snaps on defense in the games, is one of the most productive players in the NFL per snap. He is doing That's amazing, great. isn't it? He got 18 snaps in the entire game on Sunday. But when he's on the field, 
the fact they're not using him every snap, he is becoming more and more productive. His numbers right now are matching what he did in 2017 when he won the City of Super Bowl. <laughs> That's incredible. And that is how great he's playing. And here's what happened. They brought all these big guys in. They brought in Joseph. They brought in Sue. And that gave even Fletcher Cox on Sunday. Are you ready for this? Hmm. He took less than half the snaps during that game. He took, Is that uh, right? He took 27 snaps out of 55. He took less than half the wow, snaps. Wow, that's, that's actually and, spring. He made a couple big and, plays, and too. And he also yeah. made a couple of good plays. He did. By bringing the other guys in, it created a longer rotation, which gave F at less of them. They have less snaps and more productivity. Yeah, it's, it's working it, out great. Yes, it is. Can't wait to talk to him. I bet he doesn't even know that stuff because he grasps for more money next year. He keeps talking like it might be his last year. No, he's got to come back. He's got to come yeah, back. We need him. We're not done with him yet. Let me go to my man, Andy the Troll. Hi, Andy. Yo, morning, Ange. How we doing? Well, I, I'm annoyed with this ESPN thing. They said the Cowboys have a significantly better chance to go to the Super Bowl. What do you think of that? Well, before I get to that, baseball guys, I'll never understand. Ben Davis, a baseball lifer, came on your show and said Bryce Harper is going to be underpaid? Yep. Three hundred million dollar contract. What's he talking about? Underpaid. Can I get some of that underpaid money? <laughs> yeah. It's actually three thirty. I don't see how somebody could make all that money and ever be considered underpaid. I can't. I, I, th- I think those baseball people are delusional. Whether it's the analysts, players, mm. or people that follow it. I mean, come on. Right. Is, is somebody really worth that kind of money? Let, let's be real about it. Guaranteed. Oh, Ooh. here's the thing, Andy and uh, Kenny for the dirty thirty said it best. I don't care. It's not my money. Yeah, that's true. Somebody wants to pay it. The guy made uh, billions of dollars in the cigar industry. If he wants to burn it, I'm happy. Yeah. Burn some cigars. (laughs) Spend that black and mild money, right? What about ESPN? They're dissing us. Well, I mean, we got the best team in the league. We got the MVP, the best quarterback, and the best GM. I'm not worried about ESPN, really. I know know what the Eagles have been putting on tape. I know what I see with my own eyes. We're going to the Super Bowl. We're going to win the whole damn thing. Well, you know what? Then they'll pretend that what they said yesterday never happened. That's how they handle this stuff. It's outrageous. Andy, we are the best team. The record says what you are, and I want the respect. We're not getting it. Hands down. I feel you, big dog. Yeah, right. Who you think the bigger? Uh, who you think the bigger star in the town? Harper right now or Jalen Hurts right now? Jalen Hurts. Yeah, me too. I agree. This is a, this is a football town. I know, but, but uh, they're, they're, it's a good argument. There's a, uh, Harper is not just playing great, although he's hurt. Harper is also doing some great general managing because you know, know you know damn know. well he's got something to do with a lot of these moves. That's the very reason they, very, Trey Turner did 11 years. Yes. It's no. because of Harper. I mean, I it's it's it what is. he demonstrated. And I'm not positive they would have re-signed JT Real Muto until he started making a public spectacle. Oh, uh, yeah, of course. What was up with that? Remember you screaming, sign yep. JT? Like, uh, I thought that was a little whack. But, uh, Angelo, yep. uh, you had me cracking up. I, I don't know what's more cornier. You going back and re-watching Seinfeld, who I th- which I think is the most overrated show ever, mm. or Joe D. D. Camera going back and watching The West Wing. Right, that's a nice five. binge, too. I plan to do that. Binging, I have found binging to be a sensational way to enjoy television. Especially because you're enjoying it in an entirely different way than you did the first time. You're seeing it back to back to back. Sometimes it's just in the background. I'm not paying attention on every single joke. But it is, I love to binge. 
I'm a binge master. Uh, watch, wait, watch Breaking Bad or something. Seinfeld I did. I already corner. binged that one. You don't understand. I logged some hours in front of that screen, Andy. <laughs> All right, Andy, I need you to give me a funny woman. All right. This is an oldie, but a goodie. How about Lucille Ball? Oh, yes. Oh, my God, was that... Oh, I love... Jonesy, were you two uh, young for I Love Lucy? No, I grew up with it. You did? Yeah. Was it big in Canada? It was huge. When I I would stay home from school, which thankfully my mother allowed me to frequently, I would watch that show. (laughs) Oh, her, she was, that was an hilarious, artist, hilarious show. Physical humor. Yeah. One time, I don't know what happened, but she had a very long nose, and she was lighting a cigarette, <laughs> and she lit the tip of yes. the nose, and the way she played it, it uh. is vividly hilarious. Many many years after her passing, yeah, she was she was That's incredibly great. talented. It was a great show, and we're doing it to honor Kirstie Alley, who passed away last I'm so night at seventy one. Yeah, shame, and uh, she was brilliant on Cheers. Brilliant, absolutely fantastic. Sean's up next for Maryland. I know he's happy. Hi, Sean. Hey, good morning, Ange. Good morning, crew. I am so happy. I've been waiting for some Phillies news, and here it is. And hail to Bryce Harper, our GM, who got his friend out here. <laughs> To play shortstop for us. Uh, this is great. This gets uh, this gets a shortstop. This gets us a leadoff. Schwarber can bat a little further down, collect a few more RBIs. So I am thrilled. Now let's go get a pitcher, and uh, yeah, I'm ready for spring training. All right, John. Um, I'm just, let's go back to when you found out, because I know what a big baseball fan you are. How did you find out, and what was your instant reaction? Uh, I found out last night. I was looking, surfing around, uh, you know, on the MLB. And uh, read an article on it. I was ecstatic. I knew we were in on it. I knew, but I knew we were going to pull it off. Yeah. Because, and you mentioned it earlier, because people saw the way the fans reacted to this club in the postseason, and, and these players, they they want to be a part of that. Uh, and the West Coast, you know, they show up in the third inning. Uh, for games, they're really their heart's not in it. So players want to be a part of this. It's a great point, Johnson. And that, I'm, I'm very that, curious, John, yeah. about the impact that Harper is having on other moves being made in the front office. Mm-hmm. Is he? Do you think he's consulted? Because when I heard 11 years, I thought of his contract. Well, yeah. Remember when he did the 13 years, and we all went, "What?" Yeah, 13, and then it was like no opt out and a no full trade. no trade. Yeah, Trey Turner also and a full no is, trade. So the, the the similarities in these contracts tell me that Harper had something to do with Turner's contract. He had everything to do with it. I right, mean, so, he's the, he's consulted with everything. He is the franchise for thirteen years. So you're such a big star that before the front office does something, they go somebody call Bryce, make sure he's good with this. Yeah, he's yeah, not. He already the, told you he was. He's not the ultimate decision maker, but they'll right, get his, they'll on. ask him his opinion. You grew up in Brantford, Ontario. Yes, Joe. I did. Did people do that with Gretzky? Yes. He was the greatest player of all time. If they're going to make a big trade, yes. do they go to Gretzky and go, listen, we're, we're thinking of getting rid of Messi yet. Yes. And then he, if he said no, they would not do it? Yeah, when he, at a certain point in his career, he would be, at least he would be asked about it or informed. Wow about what was going on and if he had insight he would uh you know be able to freely put his opinion right. across wouldn't mean that they wouldn't do it right but he would be involved uh, in that 
Now, I, now there's I, very few players that get that opportunity, though. Well, what I'm just thinking is when they signed Harper, I did not realize that they would be getting other big names because Harper uh, was it's here. It's a thousand percent but what happens. That's true. why you spend the money on. And you, yeah. you mentioned Harper and the huh? the big moves they made since, and you know, obviously Turner, Romuto, Castiano, Schwarber, Wheeler. I was adding up those six players, the biggest names that they brought in, starting with Harper. One point one billion dollars in contracts. That he only made three billion with the cigars. One point one billion for six players. Ouch! And they're still going to wow, add. Wow, that's money. Sean, give me a funny lady. I love Melissa McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy is hilarious. She can do a bad film, and it's still funny because <laughs> she's in it. She's just yeah, naturally she's really hilarious. Talented. All right, ladies and gentlemen, speaking of that, uh, as you know, we have been trying to find a way here at the WIP Morning Show to honor the brilliance of our greatest of all general managers, Mr. Howie Roseman. And I realized this was my idea, Jody, and I'm proud of it. I said, imagine if you put that brilliant mind on Jeopardy. How well would Howie do on Jeopardy? And then Conklin took that and he added some funny people around it. And here's what we got. This is Jeopardy! Welcome our host, Andy Reid. Let's meet our contestants. First, a failed NFL coach and a reluctant party attendee, Chip Kelly. Yep, yep, yep. Let's keep it moving. Next, a former bean counter and electric football aficionado, Joe Banner. Hi, Andy. Hope your players are staying out of jail. <laughs> and finally, the genius GM of the Eagles, Howie Roseman. What's up, Big Red? All right, injuries. <clears throat> I mean, categories. From sweat socks to the Super Bowl, things found in the closet, edible audibles, unattended Christmas parties, Batman and Ratman, and finally, secret wives. <clears throat> Contestants are reminded to answer in the form of a sandwich. Howie has control of the board. I'll take draft day fleecing for 500 This GM unloaded a red-headed malcontent for top 10 pick Devontae Smith. Uh, me. We got skinny Batman for Wentz. Howie's correct. This GM swindled Tennessee into giving up their Pro Bowl wideout. Uh, me again. That's swole Batman. Yep, yep. You see this finger? It's not the bat signal, so. Our next clue in edible audibles. Name this fast food restaurant's jingle. Two all beef patties. Or could it be three? Special sauce, lettuce, cheeses, wheat cheese blend. Pickles. <clears throat> Ah, ran out of time. That's on me. I'll take full responsibility. Joe Banner. Hey, Andy, uh, where do we pick up our check for this? We all getting paid, right? Chip Kelly, your turn. I'll take secret wives for a hundred, so. Hey, Chip, I saw your wife. I would have kept it a secret, too. <gasps> Shut up, Howie. I'll stick you back in the broom closet, and I'll show you where you can stick that broom. Give it to him, Howie. <laughs> Chip, how come you never got married again? Because that's the definition of insanity, doing the same thing, expecting different results. Yep, yep, that's my jam. Turn that final Jeopardy music up real loud. Let's go. Chip loves the hurry up. Is that why you didn't stay in the NFL too long? Why don't you go scout another fireman? I'll kick your ass. Hey, hey. Percent, man. Here, you little pipsqueak. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, 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 hey. Turn the music off. It's over. Final Jeopardy's canceled. We're out of time. I mismanaged the clock. Get back on the other side of the building. It's okay. Donovan said it can end in a tie. I love it. I love it. See Joe Cochran. He got a lot of jokes in here, Joe. Yes, See? he did. That's amazing. See Joe Cochran at the Parks Casino on Thursday, December 15th. Double headliners Taylor Mason and Uncle Floyd. For tickets, go to JoeCochran.com. When we return, Brandon Graham.